everybody. Before we get to our topic, I want to just give a little introduction, something I was opening Machadish over years, including this morning. Um, I used to tell my kids that after Yom Kippur, it's like having a new pure white begot. How happy a person is and how careful he is, really, when he has a new piece of, piece of clothery, expensive white, but you want to try hard not to get it messy. That's the point. But in later years, I realized that that was an incomplete mushroom. We could bring it up a darga, make it a little bit better. Really, the mushroom would be more closer to something like having a totally new white car, right? Because the, the problem with the mushroom with the baguette is that you don't want to get it messy. Okay, but what do you do with it? I mean, it's a, it's a bag, you just don't get it messy. But the mushal, really, the true mushal for us after Yom Kippur is more like a new car. They can do all types of, you know, fancy new things. Mm-hmm. It's also, you don't want to scratch it, that negative side. We always have to look at ourselves in the positive. We have a new neshama, we have a new self, so we have, we're, we're better people than we were 25 hours ago. So we want to, you want to think how you can use it better, right? A person has a new car, he's careful not to ruin the new car, but you want to, you want to drive a little bit, you know? Let's go down to a lot. See how fast we can get there within the prohibitions, of course, of fast driving and things like that. So the same thing, you have a new car, a person that takes a few minutes says Tehillim, Dan Zakabschus, obviously for B'nai Torah and for everybody, you learn as much as you can during this time. A person needs a break, you can have Kavan, it should be in order that I should have more strength and learn, not stop taking a break, right? There's a, we're, we're, you're, a better, you're a better self, you have to believe that, you have to feel that. Anyway, that, that I was Mechadish. Uh, over a few years, that, that thing. And then just this morning, I was thinking about it more, the mushal. And I was thinking, and, and the fact, you know what, the fact that you know your car eventually is going to get some scratches. If you want to see a ride, you can see my car. I didn't bring it today. It's still my wife's. I'm hoping for Ben Maybe it'll be mine a little bit also. But we'll see. But, right? But, you know, car gets scratches. The car gets, you know, it loses that smell. Okay, but still, the joy when you have a new car is tremendous. I haven't had a new car in a while, right? But the joy to get a new car is tremendous. Okay, it's going to get a scratch eventually. Hopefully it won't, right? But you enjoy this car while it's new. Look what, look at all I can do. I eventually am going to have to sell it. It's going to get a dent, and the insurance is going to go up, the premiums, the scratches, the... So what? When you have, when you enjoy it, you enjoy it, right? So that's how really we should be. The fact that, the fact that, oh, well, maybe in, a, you know, three months or something, our souls won't be as pure as they are today, that doesn't make a difference. Okay, so that's, I think that's a good muscle. Okay, Antar, that was the introduction to the introduction. One of the most wonderful things to discover about Yiddishkeit in general is that it's not a bunch of laws. Even, it's not just a bunch of meaningful laws. And I think a lot of times we view Judaism as, that's a lot of laws. It's better to live with laws than without laws, right? But really just a whole bunch of laws. Really, what Yiddishkeit is really all about, it's about experience life, experiencing life to the fullest. That's what it's really about, experiencing life to the fullest. So when we, hear, when we hear words like that, experiencing life to the fullest, we think, oh, that means like traveling, going to nice restaurants, we're talking on the kosher side, right? Extreme sports, then we almost die in, right? That, I'm living life to the fullest, I almost died. You know, by the way, sometimes they die. You know, someone, someone, used to, someone used to do one of these extreme things. I read it in a, in a secular book, one of my favorite books, uh, The Art of Exact Thinking, something like that. He said he spoke to a guy, a friend of his, who used to jump off of who knows what. You know, I don't even know if he had a, I don't know if he was attached or wasn't attached. He said, look, he said, aren't you where you're going to die? He says, no, I'm not where I'm going to die. I've done 112 times, I haven't died yet. You know, three months later, he was gone. But anyway, true story. Um, so, but people think they have to be like on the verge of like almost death to be alive. Mm-hmm. Now, 
if you think about it, but there's penetrating life in a much deeper way. Think about it. We experience over this Tekufa, if you start the Tekufa, really, guys cop that the Rosh Yom Kippur period really starts with Tishabov. And the destruction, distance, and then it's rebuilding over Elul, Kirov, starting anew over Rosh Yom Kippur, right? Those are, those are serious feelings. Far, close, rebuilding, destruction, Elul, ecstasy and intoxication, Purim, salvation on Pesach, renewal every Rosh Chodesh, and some of all that really happens every Shabbos. I was looking at the Svarim, Shabbos is everything. And of course, extreme intellectual challenge every time we open our Gemaras. So we're dealing with a, we have a, a real full experience of life. Now, what's the problem? It takes a lot more to get to those feelings than jumping out of an airplane, right? Jumping out of an airplane is a real rush, especially if you don't have a parachute on, right? So that's a real rush. These things take more work, but you have to know that the real experience of life is, is in and ourselves. You know? And that's why when you see someone who's, let's say, a big tzaddik or a big tamal chacham, you shouldn't just look at him as like, oh, he's a very aduk person. He's a religious person. He's a much more alive person. Mm-hmm. He's much more alive. I remember my friend, uh, Rapinchas Lubavik, it's Roshiva Tila Shlomo. So his uh, son got engaged to the granddaughter of one, Rav Yitzhak Soloveitchik. Yitzhak is, is a Gon Olam, one of the greatest Gon of the generation Mamish. Gon Olam. Anybody from England? Anybody know Rabbi Zobin from England? Dain Zobin? Okay, he's a big talent of his. Anyway, he's a very, very, very hush of a person, Yitzhak Soloveitchik. He's not as well known. He has a small yeshiva. He's not in the regular Soloveitchik line. He's in another line from another son or grandson. He's a Gon Olam. So I asked, I asked my friend Pinkus, like, what was it like when you were engaged? And he was a guy from the five towns, you know, and here he's like, how how they say it, hobnobbing with the bigwigs, you know? What was it like at the engagement party? He said to me something, it was unbelievable. He said, I was never around people who were so alive as at his engagement party of this family of Gaonim. That wasn't a religious comment, that was a life comment. Okay, so so now we'll see why why I'm saying this now. Right? When someone asks you, are you happy? Hmm? What do you say? Yes or no? Well, what? Well, it depends. If you're a rabbi, you say what? It depends. Right? But, uh, what's the answer? It depends. So, if someone says you're happy, usually the answer is yes or no. Right? Yes or no. Now, what does Judaism have to say about joy? So, quite a lot, actually... So, did you know that, and as I'd like to say, it was worth coming to hear this. Asara Shemus Nikra Simcha. Ten names is called Simcha. Joy has ten names. Sason, the Simcha. Gila, Rina, Ditsa, Tzahala, Aliza, Chedva, Teferis, Alitza. Avastar Nasan. Incredible. Chazal tell us there are no less than ten languages of joy, right? Which is very cool. So, the fact that we've been trained to think, you know, either I am happy or I'm not happy, it means it's a limitation of the whole the whole experience, right? Um, and that, going back to what we were saying before, that, and that that's something that Chazal taught me. I don't know that from secular books. 
that there, there are all these different experiences that drive things. There are more than ten, as we'll, we'll see a little bit today, that there are more than ten, right? So ten always represents, so, so what does ten represent? Always, ten always, always represents a full set, like a, a shlemus. Where do we see that? Give me some examples. What? Okay, good. It's interesting people answer that today. That's right. That's true. Where else? Good. Sarasadibras, right? It's not, was, it wasn't, oh, it's was 10, maybe it would have been 9, maybe it would have been 11. No, it wouldn't have been. Makos. Makos. A minion. Good. Excellent. Sorry, you made Shuva. Great. Perf, beautiful. Right, that was a great one. I haven't, I haven't thought of that one. That's very good. Where else? It says Asar Mamaris. There, there, it says Vayomer 10 times oh. in Voracious. The Kodesh created the world with 10 emanations. Asar Mamaris Nivrolam. Yeah, so look, look how many tens we found. Saramaka. So we all understand all these things. And it was a complete komishlem. It was a completeness of, of something. There are ten languages of tefillah. Also, it says asar l'shona shel tefillah. Ten languages of joy uh, of tefillah. That's that's where Shem uh, classic sharm tefillah is built on. So ten always represents that. Was that was very nice. Ten asar smechuva is for sure complete. Right? It's not just nine. It could have been nine. Right? No, it means there's a certain shlemus in ten. That, that we want to be mock of this whole world called the Olam Achuba, the Olam Roshani Yom Kippur that we, that we just finished with, right? That's a world. Sarasamachus was a world, right? Sarasadibras is obviously a world. That's the Ten Commandments. That's, that's that. So when we see the Chazal are telling us there are ten languages of joy, what that shows us is not just that it's like ten ideas, it shows us a whole world of joy. So it's a nice way to think about it. And really, as opposed to where we are. Uh, where we could be, which is just kind of, hey, am I happy? Am I not happy? Right? It's you got to become a connoisseur, right? You know, it's like I remember I was sitting uh, actually with uh, Rebecca Gershenfeld. I used to uh, was okay to learn from them. Shiva Machon Yaakov Machon Shlomo. So his wife brought him a tea. So he said, like, what am I looking for? You know, like, what, what taste am I looking for over here? People who have a good whiskey, you know, they they're I'm not such a connoisseur of whiskeys, you know, though. Someone just gave me an 18-year-old uh, Glenfiddle Glenn for Family Joy Simcha for that one, but uh, no, I, that wasn't. I wasn't trying to give any ideas there, you know. Don't, it's okay, no. but um, but you're looking for it's got a little bit the hickory flavor. It's got the, hopefully it doesn't have the cherry cask flavor, the tra- cherry cask, whatever. But right, it's there's something in there. There's, 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 there's something in there, right? There's 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 flavors, right? And a connoisseur. You know, knows how to, you get the oxygen in the thing, and then you put it on your palate, and you smell it. It's a whole thing. So really, that would be, uh, once we understand there are ten different experiences of joy, so then what we're kind of looking for is that, hey, you know, there's all different types of experiences of joy that that we're supposed to look for, that we have in our life, and I want to find them. Where where do I have this feeling? Where do I have that feeling? Where are the other things? So we're not going to cover all of them now. You know, Baruch Hashem, I also happened to write on this topic. Anybody, you know, we can uh, we talk about how to get that, but but um, which has a lot of ideas of this year and a lot more of it. But and I hope one day to write on the whole thing, you know, on all ten shonas of joy. But it is uh, just the fact that it's like that. I think is already very elevating. There are ten different experiences of, Yidd- of Yiddish, and we'll, we'll as we go on, we'll appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask where. where we find this list of the, the ten. Yeah, I have it in here. I'll show. Well, that, that one is exactly an Avaster of Nassen. That's an Avaster of Nassen. Avaster of Nassen Periklamidalid Os Tes. Avaster of Nassen Periklamidalid Os Tes. Okay, so now next introduction. So, guys, you understand? That's what I said about the experience, right? 
So think about it. I thought joy was yes or no, and I thought I'm coming to yeshiva to learn skills and uh, a bunch of laws, archaic laws, and I said, like, you know what? No, Judaism is really teaching about experiencing things. Judaism is really teaching about that, right? It takes a lot of time to get, like I said. Remember that mushal, right? It's a bigger rush when you walk up a mountain, jump into a pool, jump out of an airplane without a paragraph, but, but if a person wants to work in life, then he can find all types of joy. I can tell you this, you know, my favorite Sadiq, with C. Myers Oberg, I guarantee, hands down, he is a lot happier at the average Shalash Shudas than everybody at the Super Bowl is. I have no doubt. If you could put a joy meter on him, or whatever it is meter, you know, experience meter on him, he's experiencing life at its fullest, you know. The Tasha Rebbe was like, at its own. Rebbe Yasha was living there. He was, he was intense. He was more than an Olympic athlete. You know, these guys, Olympic athletes, they slow down. What's Mark Spitz doing today? I don't know. What's... Who's, no, who's the guy today? Who's the famous swimmer? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. What's he doing today? You know, he's talking. I'm saying, I'm sorry, he's doing nice things. Or Yasha was like pumping till 103, you know? I mean, he was learning six hours after a tiny post 100. That's, he was living a life in an intense way. Okay, but we got to work on it. That's why, so the quick fixes, let me name him. I'm talking to myself. I understand also, right? We, we can have a whole life of quick fixes, or we can have a life of, of, of deeper experiences, deeper joys, deeper deeper sadness, deeper sorrows, deeper, deeper, more. Okay. Now, there's no better time, of course, before a sukkah to explore this idea of joy, because simcha, sukkah is man simcha sena. Okay? Also, another thing that I'd like to show in this share a little bit is just the, the beauty and the exactness of the of, of Lashon Kodesh, right? I mean, just like, it's not just synonyms. Right, when we say simchan sasun, it means two different things. When we say simchan gila, it means two different things. When we say simcha and rina, two different things, which we're not going to have time to talk about that. When we say simcha tuv levav, they're all different things. Right? That's really the beauty and exactctness, especially certain but the midrashas brought that out more than others. The base of the, the Malbim very much brought that out, all the exactness of Lashonas. Of course, the base of the Gra, that's where I get most of my stuff from. But there are others, you know, obviously not all, but as opposed to just saying, oh, it's a Lushan Makbil, you know? Say it like this, say it like that, right? You ask the speaker, why do you use this word or that word? And you're a speaker, you have to use different words, you, know, you have to make it interesting, you know? You, can re- what is it? And you can't repeat your jokes that much, you have to, jumping out of the plane, I did it twice already, you can't, yeah? But, but, in, but in Chumash, there's a very big world, and I, it's a world I love going into, and it's a world I advise you all you go into also. If you remember, like, what is the category of this thing? What's the definition of this thing? And then, when I see it in, in, in other places, hey, how can I, how can I use that? You know, what's this to be? Chose and Liftoach. Kivui, Ochila Lekeel. Yeah, Tzpia Lekeel. What's the difference between Achila and Tzpia and Bitachon? Mishan and Miftach Latzadi. What does it mean to be Mishan? What does it mean to be Miftach? Is a world. Okay. Good. So that's it. So today we're going to talk about really six terms. Okay, we're going to talk about that's right, Hashem. Uh, we're going to talk about Sason. We're going to talk about Tublevav. We're going to talk about Gila. Right? And we're going to talk about Simcha as it as it goes against each of them. Meaning, meaning listen to this important introduction. Simcha is a generic term. Like we said, there are ten shemas of simcha, the ten names of simcha, right? It's a generic term, like we have generic terms. But also, what I see in the Mepharsh, what I learned is, as simcha appears against something, it means something else. It means simcha together with sason means one thing. Simcha together with tuvlevav means another thing. Simcha with rina means something else. Everybody get the idea? Okay, so really, to, to today we're, we're discussing sason, tuvlevav, gila, 
and simcha, but it's really three simchas because simcha is it opposed as it goes to each one. Everybody got the idea? Yofi. So let's jump in. So now, first thing we're going to talk about is simcha v'sasan, right? Now, I like talking about simcha v'sasan, especially now, guys. Why is it a good time to talk about simcha v'sasan right now? We just said it a lot, right? Simcha liarta. Or how was the other? How was the other version? Simcha. Right, so whichever way do you, what do you like the Karlovach Simchasasan? Like the regular Nusach, we did it all here. We use it, but where else? That's coming back from yesterday. Looking ahead, Moadim le Simcha, Chagim Uzmanim le Sasson. Okay, so this is terms that we're going to run into. We ran into. So what's the difference between them? So let's just look at the sheet for a second. What we're going to do now is we will different places, I'm going to show you different places we use it, then we're going to try to define the terms, and then we'll re- relearn at least some of the places, I don't know if we'll have time to go over all of them, but we'll see how it's going, we're going to try to, right, so I want to show you where we use it, and then we will define it, and then we'll go back over the places where we use it and see why it makes sense, and this, by the way, Simchon Sassan, there are other places, you know, I have another other place also, just we're with Sam Sim a little bit, okay, so of course, so looking, looking at your sheets together now, so we want to know Moadim Simcha Chagim Uzmanim Lasason, right? Why do we refer to the Moed? The Moed is for Simcha, and the Chag is for Sason. Okay, that's a hard one. Maybe we'll get to that one at the end because we have to know a little bit what Moed means and Chag means. Yeah. So, okay, so that's it. Needs Simcha Laritzecha V'Sason Liyarecha. That that one we definitely will touch on, right? Why do we talk about Simcha to the Aretz to the land and Sason to Yushalayim? Interestingly, I don't know if we'll get to this one, but in the Seder Shel Pesach, at the end of Magid, right, at the end of Magid, already, we're already looking forward to the Mitzvah's Matzah, maybe the meal also, it's a, we say, Smechim Bebinyan Erecha, we'll be happy in building up your city, Vesasim, and we'll be Sas Babodesecha, okay, Sas Sasan, Sas Babodesecha, next, Sasan Shaykh Tamila, okay, so, I have a condition on this year, alright? If we have a bris in the yeshiva and I say this word, so no one's going to make a face because you heard it from me. I can't, you know, you can't, you know, I, my wife is like worried, you know, she has this shit like this. This one lady heard this year. I'm like, okay, let her hear it again, you know? So, it's because is good. Okay? So, I, I do speak this about this at Amila sometimes, but, so, Sasan is Shaykh Lamila. Right? Let's prove that. We have the Gemara Megillah, famous Gemara. Lehudim Ha'isa Ora V'Simcha V'Sasan V'Kar. Okay, Amar V'Yehuda Ora Zutora, very famous Chazal. Right? Lehudim Lehudim Ora Zutora. Okay, let's jump. Simcha Zuyamto, but we're not going to discuss that now. Sasan Zimila. Good? Everybody see? So Chazal tell us that Sasan is Mila. V'chein Omer, Sasan Ochim Mertzecha V'Yikar Elotzvillin. Okay, good. I think the next one we'll skip for now. And then this was very important. Smechem betseisam, the final source. Smechem betseisam v'sasim b'voam. Where do we say that, guys? Smechem betseisam v'sasim b'voam. Shabbos Dhanik, right? Shabbos very good, right? Smechem betseisam, mikel adon. Mikel adon Alright, so there, we say smechem betseisam v'sasim b'voam. That's a very, that's an especially important uh, source because that's where we're going to explain from. Okay? So let's start. So now we have, so we have a bunch of sources. Simcha Moadim Simcha. Here's let's we'll talk about this. We're going to talk about 
four. We'll start with four. We're going to, we'll, we'll get to more than the simcha. It's so, it's so, it's so present, right? So we're going to talk about more than the simcha. We're going to talk about simcha. We're going to talk about smicha. And we'll talk about why, why sasan relates to the mila. Good? All right, let's go. So Rabbeinu Agra says, right? So Rabbeinu Agra says like this. He, it's, it's in his sitter that, the sitter that's based on his works. I don't know if he wrote it. So it says, Smechem b'tseisem b'tseisem Who's that about? Who are we talking about? The celestial bodies. Okay, celestial bodies, it says that, that they were smechem b'tseisem. They're happy as they leave on their journey. B'tseisem b'tseisem. And they're sus when they finish their journey. What's the journey? Every day the journey makes, every day the sun makes a journey, right? It starts out, it has a purpose in the Bria, obviously. The sun has a lot of purposes. How do you know? If it would turn off, we'd be real cold in about eight and a half minutes, right? So, so it would get real cold real fast, right? And then it would only get worse. We wouldn't have to worry about climate change. It would change really fast. It would take care of all the, all the svekas. So, God forbid, right? But, but it all, there's a lot of purposes that it has. The spiritual purposes the sun has, and it bring, brings fruit to, life to the fruits and life to us, photosynthesis, and it's stom, it's there giving honor to God. Okay? So every day the sun begins its journey. Where? In the east? It ends it in the west. When it begins its journey in the morning, so to speak, it's sameach. When it ends its journey, it's sasondik. Good? So here, Rabbeinu Agras says that that's the shorish of what simcha means as opposed to sasan. Again, we're talking about simcha when it's together with sasan. When you begin a new journey, right, when you start a new idea, you come to yeshiva with all types of plans, you start a new mesechta, perfect example, right? There's a joy in beginning. There's an excitement in beginning something. There's a joy in beginning things. There are doubts, but there's also a joy, right? A new relationship, a new experience, a new job, Right, that's that that feeling of, of something new, the, the beginning of a journey, the joy. Again, that the joy of the beginning of the journey is, is simcha. Sasun is at the end, a job well done. That's one of the writers, as we're looking to used to like to say, right? The the joy of a job well done. A person comes at the end of his day, right? Says, you know, I put in a good day's work, I put in an honest day's work, I finished the mesechta, right? I finished the mesechta, right? That's 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 sussin. That's a feeling of sussin. That that feeling of like of completion. Okay, so it's so again. Remember that idea about being a connoisseur and think to yourselves as as we're learning. We're not learning a vod. It's in vod form now. But as we talk about these things, you can think to yourself like, what feelings are, are closer to me? Which ones are farther than me? We'll talk about it a little bit. But but generally, right? right? Do, I, do I tap into that? Am I happy when I start a new journey? You know, or am I just or am I just full of nervousness? I'm just oh, I'm not going to learn it well or whatever. Maybe I won't be good enough. I don't know, right? Is, am I am I am I am I am I strung out by my anxiety or can I feel joy? And I as I start something new, do I have simcha? Do I have that feeling? And then when I arrive. Do I allow myself the pleasure of saying, "Hey, Baruch Hashem, I got it." We're not supposed to take credit for all of our things, but, but thank God, you know. Just now, does anybody think we went through this forty-day journey or this ten-day journey of of the of the ten days or the forty days? Wow, that was great, you know, to take a, to smell the coffee a little bit, to to, to appreciate the to appreciate. A, a, a sechta is a great example, right? A person makes a siyum, so you can just be like, "Okay, good." Next, you know, which you should get next. But before you get next, oh, shwaya, as they say in Arabic, enjoy it. You know, you made you you were messiahing something. You know, you were, you were messiahing his mind. You got through something. Uh, we're going to talk. I'm, I want to I want to leave that off a little bit because I want to talk more about that at the end. Um, but this feeling of sasa. 
So remind me before we get to Simcha Batuv Levav, remind me to spend another moment on that if I don't get there. I'll just tell you one thing. Michael Dell, yeah, Michael Dell said this as a quote. Michael Dell, I don't know which one he is, but he's, you know, from Dell Computers. He said, We celebrate for a nanosecond, yeah, and then we move on. Huh? Michael Dell said. So what do I say to Michael Dell? Michael, you make a lot more money than me. Michael, you sell a lot more computers than me. Michael, you're more well known than me. But you don't know about joy. No! Don't celebrate for a nanosecond. You know, celebrate. We believe in that. You know, a chaver might say to me one time, "How come? How come mitzvahs that are enjoyable, like yeah, people run away from, like simchas yamtiv, drink a little? That's the mitzvah. You know what I mean? Obviously, the more you think about the rona the better. But, but enjoy. You're supposed to enjoy Shabbos. Manigas a Shabbos. Not hedonistic. It's not about, there's a big place between being hedonistic and being crazy holy. You know, for most of us, place in the middle. Yeah. Have a good l'chaim. You're putting, you're putting it in context. When you have context, it's, right? So, so that the person takes, you know, you take, celebrate. It's a big thing. I said, celebrate. You make a see take your families out, you know, bring, bring, bring your kids along. Uh, for sure you start the next Masechta, of course. But, you know, what's the opposite, what's the opposite attitude of this? Haman. Haman said, Kol Shavali. Yeah? Kol Shavali. There's one year named Mordechai. He won't be Karev Mishtachavit to me. He won't bow down. Kol Shavali. Everything I have is worth nothing. That's not a Jewish attitude. And it doesn't get you far. Yeah? You have to appreciate the beautiful things you have. You have to appreciate the beautiful accomplishments you've, you've, you've run into. Yeah? Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to refer back to that as we go. So now let's say for a second. So that's now, so now it's beautiful. Guys, and this is a good way to root yourself in this. Every Shabbos, you can remember this more. And you can even sh- say this is our Torah. The guy, I gave you Dvar Torah for 52 Shabbosim, guys. Because you have nothing else to say. You know, we said in Shabbos davening, or we'll say in Shabbos davening. It could be Friday, it could be in Salashudas. Don't say it in my house. I know it. It won't be interesting, right? But, you know, my kids have heard this out coming out of their year. So make them say some Sassim, so you say, you know what? Hey, it's interesting in davening. How come here we say Simcha and here we say Sassim? So if it's a Grand, they kill no. So what? You know what I'm saying? You're Bali Chuba, they won't give you a hard time. I'm joking. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, but right, it's a, it's a good word. Everybody's happy to hear gross. So the celestial bodies are sus when they leave, and they're and they're 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 samech as they leave on their journey, and they're sus when they come back from their journey. Let's go to simcha l'artzecha v'sus and li'recha. Right. So how does that relate to simcha l'artzecha v'sus and li'recha? So this. This is already... Guys, this is the cough of getting good tar in your head. You understand? Because when you start with a gra, Let's say I said, I feel like sasa, I feel like simcha is, you know, internal and sasan is external. You know? I feel that. Why? I don't know why I feel that. But I feel that. Let's go with that. You run into a brick wall. You understand? You might, you might not. But when you start with the gra, you're not going to run into brick walls. Because he thought of everything. Well, so do you know when the gra made it... It says it's brought down. It's, so not, it's not, not a maisa. It says, well, before he changed the text, he had, I forgot how many rise in, he had maybe 30 rise in Nigla and 100 rise in Nister. You understand? Before the Grudge changed the text, he had hundreds of, hundreds of, he was thinking of hundreds of things. We can't, we can't imagine such a brain. You know, we don't have, it's not as bigger than a computer. It's not something you can understand, that he saw it all in front of him. And when he changed the text, he wouldn't do it. You know, the Grudge is famous for changing text. He wouldn't do it unless he had, I forgot, I just saw the number, but it was 100 proofs in this way and 100 that. And it's, he knew that the, this Zohar makes more sense and this Ari makes sense if this, it's, it's mind-boggling, right? So he was looking at the whole picture and giving us these definitions. So, so, so that's that. So I was thinking like this. So smechem, so it means, like, like we spoke of, what's the whole Tfilis Rosh Hashanah? that we won't be saying for another year, right, is, it's the Gila, right, it means the Malchus is coming into the world, and now everything's fixing up, like we discussed, 
so there's going to be simcha in the land, right? I mean, there's a sense like there's something new is happening, something great is happening, right? But it's going to reach its pinnacle. The gemara of that is going to happen in Yerushalayim. That's where, can you imagine, right? Just, yeah? Simcha l'artzacha, Hashem bringing the joy of the beginning of the new journey of, of Gulas Yisrael, of, of, of the redemption of the Jewish people, right? The whole land, in Demona they're going to feel it, and up north they're going to feel it, and Tel Aviv they'll feel it, and B'nai Barak they're going to feel it, but it's not complete. The completion of that, of that new journey into Malchus Hashem is going to be in Yerushalayim. Make sense? Yeah? Okay. What about Mila? This is Gavali. So what's the joy of Mila? This is very stark, right? This is, again, this is my extrapolation. I don't think I saw anybody say this, but this is pretty obvious. What's the joy of Mila? So the Sefer Chinuch says that, the, what is the meal in general? So the, the Sefer Chinuch says it's a completion, right? Just like a person has to complete himself physically, has to complete himself spiritually, and the Mila shows you, right, that you're incomplete, and you have to do something. It's interesting, you have to take something off. To, by, a lot of times we have to add to to complete, sometimes we have to get rid of something, right? Sometimes the biggest completions that are far from us are the parts we don't get rid of. You know, just get rid of this thing, you'll be a complete person. Right? You don't have to, you don't have to do anything; just get rid of something. So the mila is getting rid of the foreskin, which brings a Jew to completion. Obviously, right? That's where now we're in, it says we're in Eved Hashem. We have less time. Whatever other inyanim there are in the mila, but it's what completes us. Good. And Sefer Chinuch says, just like you have to complete yourself physically, that's a sign to you, you have to complete yourself spiritually. So Lefizet's Kavaldi. So the joy of the Mila is going to be Sasan. Yeah? Because that's the joy. Now, to a certain extent, this person has now come to a completion. It's not the beginning of his process. This baby is now, right? He was born, so to speak, when he's born, it's Simcha. Wow, a new child. But now what? Hey, you know, it's on my mind. I know he's not complete, right? I got a father's nervous. Who's the Moel? Who's the Sandik? Who's this? Who's that? What am I going to say? Etc. Right? So the, 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 the completion of the child on a physical level is, is the completion of the child on a physical level is at the Mila. So that's Sasan. Sasan Ochiel and Good? Have we got it? And that's very star- strong. So I might hear that again. You might hear that again from me to Brith. You let me go. Okay? You can smile. Give me a smile. Don't give me that. Oh, don't give me the. Oh, that's so boring, Rabbi. I've heard. First, if Chazar is good, guys, best thing in the world. Chazar. I get joy out of saying these things again, you know, because you get it better and better. And then when you go into it more, you know, my Rebbe would like to tell me that. Second, you hear an idea. I'm not defending myself. You, I don't know. I don't know if you will be at a bris for a long time together, right? But, but really, just something you should know. You want to hear Devar Torah again. You want to hear good ideas again. They penetrate into you more and more, and you come more and more close to them. You assimilate them much more better. I, I like saying Shurim again that I've said. You know, I like to say new things, but I like to say old things also because I know I get it better and better. And this is another aspect. Like that mushal I gave you guys at the beginning. I said that mushal ten times. But today I thought about it. I got another, another what we call another knage. You know what I mean? Assimilate. We can talk about that all. Yes, Ron. So there is a, a physical completion. There is a physical completion. But isn't it the beginning of the child's spiritual journey? It is. It is exactly. I'm happy you asked that. You hear what Ron's saying? What do you mean? But it's the beginning of his spiritual journey. You're right. But that's the point. There's a. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Just like you finishing a masechta, right? The guys finish tamid. Tamid is how many blood? Eight. eight. Okay, that was eight. You know, so you say, oh, what's eight? No, you celebrate eight blood. That's tamid. By the way, my brother has a whole countryside tummy, but uh, but um, but but it's a completion exactly. So, just am I happy when I finish tummy? Of course, you know what I'm saying. 
Of course, and you should be, because I've gotten that, this chalik of Torah is now completed. Now it's going, it's going on. We're going to come back to that point. But I'm happy you asked that, because that's exactly one of the main points I want to show. The sussan for a yid is not, I finish when I finish the whole thing. There's a, there's a greater sussan, right? When the Vilna Gon finishes Parish and Shira Shiram and said, I know Kol Turkula exactly everything, the Omko besides two places in Zohar, that'll go to the other. Okay, so you're right. That goes back to the first thing. You have to learn, you know, that'll be a whole different completion. Rukhaim Kanyevsi, here, let's say it exactly. The way Rukhaim Kanyevsi felt on Erev Pesach when he made a seam on Kol Torah Kula Mamish every year, Bavli, Yushami, Sifra, Sifri, Mechilta, Rambam, Tor, Shokhan Aruch, Mishnai, you know, it's Kisri Ari, Kisri Ramchal, I forgot what exactly. I wanted someone to, I wanted to, true, there was, I wanted to make a bookshelf. You know, I just never had time. I wanted someone to take a bookshelf, find out exactly what it was, and make a bookshelf. This is what the man learned every year, right? So his joy was was incredible. But we touch that joy when we make a scene. That's the point. So the fact that the kid has reached a certain sense of, of, of completion is a, is a tremendous joy for us. Even though there's more to the journey afterwards. The, the celestial bodies are going to start again tomorrow. But that doesn't, that doesn't hurt the joy of that doesn't hurt the joy of uh, I've done something right now. Yeah? Yes, I mean, yes. But it's more of, can we characterize definitively the bris as sasso? Like, there's such a simple element to the, of the excitement of the new beginning of this child's journey. Well, you see it's called Sassan in Chazal. I'm not, that's Chazal says it. I'm not saying that. Chazal said it. You hear him saying, Vikar is Sassan Zemila. So you see that that's a very, very important aspect to the to, Hafuch, to, to, to take that in. In the Chanami, it's a, I, I, I like what you're saying. You, you know, the, you, if you want to darshan sus simcha to bris, also you could do it. Yeah, but there's definitely sussin. There's definitely sussin. Yeah. Um, is sussin particularly associated with your involvement in the thing that's ending? Because I imagine there's like a feeling that might be called sussin, like a war ending in between two countries. For sure. For sure. I don't know that. That's not like me ending a right. I don't know. That's a, that's a very nice question. I never thought about that. I have to think about it more. I never thought about it. That's very nice. Is you have a sussin. I don't war ending. I, I don't see. I don't know if a war. It's interesting. If the war was purposeful, right? Like World War One was it purposeful? I don't think there was too much stuff in there. There were a lot of dead Germans and a lot of dead Jews, a lot of dead Germans, a lot of dead French people. That's what it was. It was a big mess. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it was, exactly, it was. It was. Everybody was happy to get out of it. But I don't know if there was any beginning or end. You know what I'm saying? If the Six Day War would be for sure. You know that would be a very good example because it was a purposeful war That's that we did a preemptive strike, which we breached. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I mean? But something like the World War. It depends probably what type of war it would be. It depends what type of achievement. But yes, if, if the world together decided that we're all going to work on. Uh, you know, if the world together got together and said, okay, we're really going to nail uh, climate change, and which I don't think they will, but if they really would say, you know, because, you know, whatever we do, China and Indonesia knows what they're doing, so it's all, you know, the amount that they're changing things is so minuscule, and there's so much politics in it, so you don't know. You know, just, I don't know, I really don't know. What I read is, you know, so you know, you're going to drive this person crazy with, with electric cars, and then they're going to be spewing out who knows what without any, without any world control. But let's say, I'm saying, if the world would decide, you know, and we're starting at this, and we finish. I think for sure there would be sussin, even if you were a minor player in it. Yeah, why not? But I guess that requires that you're being a minor player in it. Like, I uh, think you have to be a player. At interesting. All. I don't know. I have to think about it. I guess you could see, theoretically see it. I don't know. You could you could see it also. You know, if you see it, if you're again minor doesn't have to mean you're doing something. Can mean your person appreciates it. But it's an, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. But nice question. Thank you. Okay, guys, very good. So now that's the Milo. Oh, modem lesimcha chalum zmanim lesasson. Okay, this this is. The, every, I'll tell you what I worked out. So the Gon says like this. The Gon says, first of all, what's the difference between Moed and, and Chag? Okay, and what's included in that? So interestingly, 
the Vilna Gaon says that Chag does not include Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Moe does. Okay? Yeah? Chag includes Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Moe does not. That's what it says in the Siddur. So I think Alpizeh, maybe we could say, maybe we could say like this, that since the Moed includes Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, right, and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is really, it's like a beginning, it's a beginning time, right, it's the beginning of the year, it's the beginning of my new self, it's the beginning of, a person shouldn't feel complete, right, I just, it's the completion of Tshuva, yes, but it means it's all about, it's, it, the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is very, very much about the future, right, building myself new, I'm not, I'm not in a, in a Gemara state, so maybe that's why we attribute the Simcha to a Moed, as opposed to the Sassan to a Chag, yeah, which is just Rosh which is just Sukkis, which is just Sukkis and Shavuos and and uh, Pesach. Meaning every every Chag has a certain aspect to it. Every Chag is a beginning and it's also an end. Okay, I know every Chag is a beginning and an end to it. So therefore, but Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, right, are more Miucha Dafka to beginnings than ends. That's what we're doing. We're beginning our new year. We're beginning our new selves. We're we're we're, we're in the pro, in the throes of tshuva, right? You didn't if you felt if you felt like a finished person, you wouldn't be crying of either. Right? Well, why are you why are you crying of either? You know, if you do, he's very much says, "I'm not finished. I'm all messed up." But there's a joy in starting over again, right? Yeah, can everybody hear that? So if Moed includes Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is more shayach to Simcha, right? Then maybe that's why we attribute the Moed and the Simcha as opposed to the Chagin Yisman and Sasson. Everybody got the board? I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's a little bit, there are a few, a few steps in it. Okay? Beautiful. Now guys, before we want to, we go on, Baruch Hashem. So that was, that was, that was Simcha and Sasson. Now, I want everybody to think themselves for 20 seconds, and I'm going to stop for 20 seconds. Just think. Don't answer, right? No, no group therapy now, but, but 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 to yourselves, it's important to think. It is important to think. Which one are you more shy to? You're more shy to simcha. You're more shy to sasan. Thank you. Which one do you feel more close to? Which one is is is, is an attainable feeling to you? Good. So now, if you're like me, yeah, if you're like me, you probably were thinking Simcha. Okay, now this I want to focus on for a second, and, and this is one of the most important things that I wrote, and people told me this, that they, it's really the Shorsha that I heard from my great Rabbi Leichter, from Rabbi Rucham of Mir. One of our biggest problems, right, as people who work on themselves, right, is that we beat ourselves up a lot. You know what I mean? You're always, we're always, and you're supposed to be. Like, I'm always on the move, you know, to be honest. I, I leave here and I do all the shurim and I do, you know, I don't, and it's, I'm a busy guy, you know, to be honest, you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and you, you feel like, oh, you're always moving, you're always doing stuff, but you know, you don't smell the coffee, you don't take in your accomplishments, and it's very bad. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, uh, if, uh, I'll, I'll explain to you why it's bad. Rabbi Rucham said like this, it's a very, very famous, but first that's why it's important you get to come in contact with that. Most people, Right, most people feel a lot more shaykhus to simcha than they do to sasan. Yeah, most people, right? They don't. That idea, like, even it runs. What do you, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? I should be celebrating? Like, should I be learning more now? Like, I shouldn't be celebrating. Like, maybe my Goldell is right. Maybe a nanosecond is enough. You know, I don't even know how much a nanosecond is, but it's not a lot of time, right? Maybe, maybe you know, there's something else to do. What, what do you mean I should be happy? Why well, should be happy in anything? I'm not a tzaddik yet. I'm not a tzaddikus yet. I'm not finished. You're not finished, right? But it's important to stop those. 
it's important to stop the the treadmill, get off, and enjoy, and and appreciate the accomplishments you have. You know, I'll say, we'll you know who knows the Klaiso the best? The Ronashon. You know, he knows our faults. He knows our virus. So Chaim Chaim asked the girl one time. What did he ask him? But he said, "B'kitzer, that Kaddish Baruch Hu is Sameach B'chelko, right? How do you have? Where is Sameach B'chelko? By God, you know where Sameach B'chelko is? Hashem. It's us. It's the Jewish people. Hashem is Sameach with us today, with all the chilonim and all the th- all the things that's going on, and all the faults, and all the all the narishkin, and all the problems. And He knows all better than us and all the problems. Hashem is Sameach B'chelko. He's happy with his chilek, you know. So it's it's a uh, it's a deeper conversation." But there is something between being Sameach Bechalko and being a driver for more. Happy with your lot is a very, very important thing, and wanting to be a bigger person. But And Ruchnis also, that's what I'm saying. It's not just, I'm happy my physical lot and my spiritual lot. There's a big Indian to feel happy with your spiritual lot also. Right? A very big Indian. I'll just prove you one way of saying it is like this. Rabbi Rucham said, and then we got to move on because I want to get to the other stuff. We have a little, we have a little more time. We start a little late, and and uh, <coughs> Rabbi Schneider Schlitz is not going to be here till eleven forty-five, so you have time to prepare his stuff. But um, this is a tremendous episode that I heard from Rabbi Leichter that uh, that I wrote, and I say it moves people a lot. It's it says Yeshlo Manerotzim Asayim. When you have a hundred, you want two hundred. Heard that? When you want hundred, it's a natural thing. When you have, you want. I saw a, 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 a someone with like seven hundred million dollars said one time. This is years ago, before everybody had billions. I mean, this is now. It's, you know, he wrote this 20 years ago. So I think he says, you know, you look at these young guys with a billion and a half, and you wonder, where'd you go wrong? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Right, so that's exactly... What, what, what keeps him going? What keeps Bezos going? What keeps him going? It's his chazal. Yeshlom on Eretz It doesn't make any sense. Like, just vacation already. What's, what do you need? No. Yeshlo you see it, right? What keeps, what keeps them going? Why another business? Like another one? Yeah, it's Yeshua Manoritzim Asai. Now, watch this. Rabbi Yehudah said though that that's true in the world of Ruchnis also. Yeshua Manoritzim Asai. The most important thing we have is our motor called our Rutzon, our desire. You know, Rutzon takes a person. I'll give you a perfect proof, right? Yes, you your, yes, your son Junior, take out the garbage. What? It's like five feet away from the house. I say, Junior, take out the garbage. No, it's so heavy. It's so dirty. It's dripping. You know what I'm saying? It was dripping. It's Xera Atu dripping, you know. I'm not taking out the garbage. I'm so tired. Okay. Junior, really? Yeah. Okay, good. You can't get out the garbage. That night, he says, Dad, I need the car. He says, you need the car? Okay, just one problem. I park like five city blocks away. You know what I mean? No problem! I'm there! Right? Rutzen is a lesson of rats. Rutzen, 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 when you have a rutzen, when you have desire, you run to things, right? Think about sexual desires, but all desires. When you want money, when you, when you see something, when, you, when you're going to food, right? I saw the guy going to Ketsepi, yes. I also tried to go, it was closed in my area. Yeah, so you, you know, you, you move, right? When you go, you, you move. Rutzen is rats. Rutzen is the Svarim says, Osios Tsinor. Rutzon Tsinor. It's a it's a pipeline. When you desire things, there's a pipeline to make them happening, right? So imagine if we can build our rutzen in ruchnis. We're touching on a very important thing. You know how you do it? Yeshlomana. When you recognize you've done things, when you recognize you have things, you know. I know how to learn a little bit. I know I know how to learn a Vilna Gaon. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I take in that feeling, then I want more. It's not just to pat yourself on the back. It's a lot deeper, if you remember, than patting yourself on the back. It's the fact that when I feel what the joy of learning one masechta, albeit a small masechta, and I take that in, it's a natural desire to now go now to want something else. You know That's why the way I was taught, it's so bad to have that attitude. Okay, so I learned kachim, but I didn't learn taras yet. What's it worth? Like you know, no, you have to want to learn taras for sure. Hafochen, you know how you're going to want to learn taras? Think how gewaldig it was to learn kachim. You know how great it is to know divrei Torah. How great it is to know how to learn a Rashi. How amazing it is to learn tatosis. Then you want to go further. It builds. It's it's a psychological. I mean, it's deeper than psychology. It's a it's a part of our. Our reality, and people don't know this. I'm telling you, I've seen because I've, I've taught this to many, many people, and I see people don't know. I only got it because my rabbi told me, you know. That, but Yeshua Manu wrote some Asayim. It's that. It, is, it makes sense. If it's not, why should it be less in the spiritual world, right? In the physical world, the physical world, you want a million, you, you want to turn over your million into two billion. You got forty, you want to turn it into a billion, right? You want to you want to turn it over. So in Ruchni, it's like that also. So that's why it's so important this meat of Safsun to experiencing that, not because I want to slow down afterwards, I'll take it easy. No, not being, that's, that's the bad dogma of it, but it's that, that I see myself growing and I see it's Givaldi to fix a mida. I see it's Givaldi to help another yid. I see it's Givaldi to on the Gavschos. I see it's so Gishmak to do a chesed. It's so Gishmak to learn a tosis. It's so Gishmak to, it's so Gishmak to be yid. I want to be more yid. Yeah? Okay. We got to move on, guys. Simchavit to Vlevav. Tachas, our next language, okay? Tachas Hashem Lovada Tashem Lokecha Besimcha Vetuvlevav. Okay, so Blinad, we started around, we'll end at, uh, we'll end at 1040, Blinad, okay? Should be enough time. 1042, the latest. Tachas Hashem Lovada Tashem Lokecha Besimcha Vetuvlevav. So the Pasik says, underneath that you didn't worship God with Simcha Vetuvlevav. Anybody heard this idea, right? If you don't worship God with joy, you get punished. That's what it's talking about. It's not about the gullus. It's not a pleasant thing. Because if you don't worship God with joy, Right, you get an ice cream. No, if you don't worship God with joy, you get punished. That's what it says. Okay, now you've heard that, right? Everybody's heard that. How important is some of Now I love talking about this midah. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because everybody says you have to worship God with simcha, but the pasuk doesn't just say simcha. It says simcha v'tu levav. It says two things. So now you have to at least define for me what tuvlevav is. I can't possibly do it. Don't send me. Don't send me to exile without telling me at least what I'm supposed to do. How many? You know, it's interesting. There's so many shmuz about being Obed Hashem B'Simcha, but no one reads the other two words. What about Tuv Levav? What does that mean? Okay, so our guide for this one is going to be Rav Kook, the great Rav Kook, Marna Raya. Uh, it's hard to pin down Rav Kook exactly, but this to my this, this is my best understanding of what the holy man was saying. Okay? Uh, I always like to explain, what's the difference between Simcha and Tuv Levav? Tuv Levav means good-heartedness. What's the difference? So we want to define the terms. We want to talk about how it relates to Avodah Hashem in general. I want to talk a little bit about how it relates to marriage, because we have some married people here. And I want to talk about how it relates to learning Torah. Okay? So, different idea. So, here, here's the story. Two families from Ramah Beit Shemesh. Anybody been to Ramah Beit Shemesh? Yeah? You got the, you know, the vibe of the Ramah Beit Shemesh vibe? Okay, good. So the, or you could say the five towns, if you like. That's also good, right? So, they say that they're going to go buy a Honda Odyssey, right? That's like a, that's a, it's, a, it's between a, it's between a Sienna and a Honda Odyssey. Growing family, you got five kids, right? And they said they're going to go to the uh, Toyota uh, or uh, Honda. Let's say they go, they're heading out to the Honda thing, and they're neighbors, you know, diamond show together. And they say that that uh, you know we're going to go by tomorrow. It's an auspicious time between Yom Kippur and. And Sukkis, and they say you're going to, and the only thing they're donning out to, I get a black one, then a new car, a new car, you know, they're doing okay, they're going to lease part of it, etc., but, you know, but it's black or red, you know, 
That's what they've done. Blue, F, sure, you know, maybe gold. Okay, going back, how good the stereo system is going to be, this is what they're talking about. Now, the Joneses, the Schwartzes go at 10.05, and the, uh, the Schwartz fields go at 10.20. But the Schwartz fields say, you know what, we missed that Katsevet last night, yeah? We're going to stop in the, we're going to stop in the, uh, we're going to stop in Malcha, right, or wherever it is, and get Katsevet first. Good. Okay, so they stop. And then what do they see? They see a BMW. You know BMW is, right? It's a very, very, very good car. Heated seats, you know, leather seats. It ejects you if anything can happen. It self-drives. It's like, you know, the Toyota costs $80,000. This is like a $500,000 car, you know? And you know they have those cars in the middle of the, middle of the malls that get auctioned. Okay, you're eating your ice cream. You know, this car is ice cream. You say, there's a lot. Of, there, aren't many, there aren't that many things in the lottery. Everybody was busy with tshuva. You know, who goes to the, who, who goes to the mall during a series of tshuva? And, you know, you see, it's like it, the lottery's ending in five minutes. You say, Junior, go put in the thing. You know, so you write out your thing. You spend $20. You put it in. Huh? And you win. Okay? Now, so... At 12 o'clock, the Schwartz and the Schwartzfields are both driving their cars. One is driving his black uh, Odyssey, and one is driving or being self-driven in his BMW XW430 wanted by Elon Musk experience. Yeah? You understand? Now, I want you to understand, I want you to reflect on the feelings that each of them have. Okay? Do the, are the Schwartzes happy? They're very happy. I, I once in my life bought a new car. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. You know what I mean? I was very happy. I got used cars. You know what I'm saying? I got a salary. You know, but but Baruch Hashem, not complaining. Yeah, but but you know, it's an unbelievable joy. Getting a new car is a great feeling. A great feeling, right? The Schwartzfields are pushing, pinching themselves. You know what I mean? Hoping the rabbi doesn't see because he's going to complain that they're changing the whole standards in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but so they're like kind of, but they're, they're pinching. Is this real? You know what I mean? Are we really like we're just getting driven around? You know, where would you like to go? We'd like to go home. Fine. You know what I'm saying? Free gas. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you're you're astounded. You're pushing astounded, right? Tuvle vav. Now let's give the exact definition. Tuvle vav is the feeling when when you get what fits you. Now, there's a joy in getting what fits you. That's When you feel comfortable with something, right? A new piece of clothes or something like that, a new watch, right? You should feel joy in that. This is matimli, right? This is matim to me, it fits me, and I have joy in that, right? There's a joy of excitement of something which is way beyond my musagim. It's just beyond. It's joyful. It's like a joy of excitement, a joy of like, uh, of something way beyond. Everybody got it? Yeah? So the, the feeling, this is how, how I understood Rav Kook, the feeling of, so again, now we're, we're redefining Simcha as it relates to Tuvalevav. Forget about the old definition. We're not, we're not going to tie it all together at the end. Six separate definitions that we have now in our life, six separate definitions. The joy of, of Tuvalevav, like it's, it's good-heartedness. I'm good-hearted about this thing. Sema Timli, right? Let's take it to, to Shadufim. No one should think about themselves. I'm not thinking about any individual here, right? But sometimes you see like, you know, there's a guy who's like, let's, let's do the girl way. Ladies, which way should we do it? We'll do the guy way. We'll make the girl ladies feel good, right? So there's a girl. She's like, you know, top, top, top. Like, well, you know, everything you could want about a girl she is. You know, the, the blah, 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 blah. And she like, 
Maddie's kind of like a very average guy, you know? And everybody's wondering, like, what happened? And he's also wondering what happened. <laughs> the only one that's not wondering is her. Thank God. Okay, I'll she'll never, she'll never catch on. But like, you know, there's, there's like, there's no trick. It's just, there's no, there's no, there's no trick. It's just that's what it is, you know. So he's feeling like that simcha. Like, is she, you know, like, is this tr- like every guy in Lakewood wants to go out with her? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and she really, yeah, she wants really, okay, you know. So he's feeling simcha. In a normal shidduch, how do you feel? You feel, it's, it's matim to me. This is someone who who's fits me, right? I, I'm this intelligent, she's that intelligent, I'm this nice, she's that nice, etc. Yeah? By the way, just interject for a second, it's good in a relationship, you have to try to find both things. I just said it for the marshal, right? You have to find a tuvlevav in your spouse, and you have to find a simple in your spouse, find new things about them, how wonderful they are, and realize they have this nice aspect, always learn more about them. But that's that, that's the feeling, Yeah? How does that relate to mitzvahs? This is, this is where the Rav says it, I think. That in mitzvahs, we have to have a feeling that they fit us. Right? Tefillin, I become more and more shaykh to mitzvahs. Right? I become more and more close to mitzvahs. Right? I, I, know, what, I know basic halachas of tzitzis. I know how to put them on. I know where to do this. And, right? I, I know how to put on tefillin. I know they're supposed to be black. I know where to put on my head. I know the brachas, etc. That's like the tuble vav in the mitzvah. All those things. The more you learn it, the more shaykhs you have. And it's very important to feel that shaykhs to mitzvah because we're Jewish and we are shaykh to the mitzvah. We are. The mitzvahs do speak to us as Jews. The mitzvahs speak to us because we are integrally related. We're together with the Torah and the mitzvahs and, and, and even psychologically, the person makes it. But here's the point you always have to have a sense of so much more. You know, one of the things I hate, you know, the few things I hate, I hate smugness about Yiddishkeit. It's something I can't tolerate. You know, people are smug. I'm talking about Orthodox people. When I see smugness or I see cynicism, it drives me crazy. Like, why are you cynical about an ancient thing? Like, aren't you invested in this? Like, you're smug about it? You don't realize there's so much more to tzitzis? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes Bali Chuba had that because you're trying so hard to, like, get it. And you, like, get it. Now, like, okay, yeah, but there's so much more to tzitzis, you know? You could spend your whole life, the Alds of Council said a person could spend his whole life learning one chazal. You could spend your whole life learning about tzitzis. You could spend your whole life learning about Rosh Hashanah, about Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, the Omic, the... The Omic, you know, I was looking at the, I remember it said, Aderes Vemuna, Aderes Vemuna, remember that? So I saw the note said, every time, every one of those words is, creates a shame. I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? What does that mean? It's a name of God. Incredible, right? So it's, it's just not Shaykh, right? It's not Shaykh Yiddishkeit. And you have to have that one. So, so it's, Tachasir Lovada Teshem Lukyabah Simcha Tuvlevab, there's two things. You need in your Bodhis Hashem, I need my Avodah Hashem Tuvlevav, right? I need to feel this like, hey, I'm getting it. I'm coming closer and closer to this thing. It's, it's, more, it's speaking to me more and more. It's not, it's not always beyond me. When something's always beyond you, it's hard to connect to something that's always beyond you. That guy, I'll give you an example. If he wants to be a good husband, at a certain point he has, listen, I don't know why in the world she did it, but she married me, and I'm going to be a husband, like Truman said. You know, I'm here to make decisions. I'm going to make them. You know, she wants a husband. She doesn't want a, she doesn't want a, a fan. You know, she got enough of those on her. She has another, she's, she's got 25,000 people are following her on, on Insta. She doesn't need you to follow her. You know, she wants you to be a husband. Okay, you don't know why she chose you. Be a husband. You get it? She wants you to feel okay with her. You get it? Yes? Normal people want people to feel normal around them. That's, that's a good sign when someone's when it's going to their head. You know what I'm saying? You, you, people like people to feel uncomfortable around them. That means it went to your head. You get it? So that's simple to believe Mitzvah has to be, on the one hand, I feel more and more close to it. More and more shaykh. It speaks to me more and more. It fits me more and more. 
but I also have the simcha, I have the joy. I'm dealing with I'm dealing with infinity. I'm dealing with ruchnis. I'm dealing with the ruchnishal. I'm dealing with I'm doing I'm doing kabbalistic things. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now, guys, if that's true about if that's true about all mitzvahs, all the more so with Torah, right? Yeah. I came to Chappelle's to learn how to learn. I went to Rabbi Silverchair. Zell. You know, like Rabbi, I can't stop quoting Rabbi Hirschfeld. You never wonder, like, what happens in Rabbi Karlinsky's shear and Rabbi Hirschfeld's shear and my shear, and then past that, there are people who go to the Mir Yeshiva, people go to Gush, you know? No, I know what a Shagmatari is now. I know. Yafa! You think the learning starts, stops there? You think learning stops where I stop? It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It goes on and on and on and on and on. I'm talking about the basics, yeah? Now, I, so I should always feel like I know nothing? No, Gavaldig. That goes back to Sussan. But that's, you, you got something. I feel, Baruch Hashem, I feel more and more shy to learning. This, that's the right way to do it. I now know how to do a Silverberg method. I know what a, I know what a Maksh is. I know what a Matarit is. I know, I know, I know connecting words. Beautiful. But now, <laughs> Torah has so much more to it, so many ways to look at it. Shivan Panim, there are 70 legitimate ways to look at the Torah. 70 ways, you know? You can turn it around. I see Chazal sometimes discuss this way and discuss that way and discuss this way. And from the halachic perspective, the Hashkafic perspective, the halacha with the Hashkafa, it's, it's unbelievable. So a person, a person has to have that, like, that newness always, that freshness that it's, it's beyond me. Okay? So that's Simcha Vesasim. Good? So that's Simcha Tugleibab. So Baruch Hashem. So we discuss Simcha Vesasim. Simcha Tugleibab. We're going to hold questions now because I just, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm not rushing anywhere afterwards. Simcha Vigila, we'll say. Okay? So let's look at the, what, what's, what's Simcha Vigila? Okay, again, now we refer back to the Vilnagon. So this is another Dvartar you can remember all the time because you say it every, both of these things, guys, you say every, um, every Kabbalah Shabbos. Okay? And I want to think to yourself, who are you happy when you see an old friend or a new friend? Huh? An old friend or a new friend? An old piece of music or a new piece of music? So look at this pasuk. Yismuhu Hashemayim v'sogel haritz. Right? There's joy in the heavens, and there's gila in the aritz. Yeah. So simcha relates to Shemayim, and gila relates to aritz. Now the pasuk Kohelis tells us, of course, en kol chadash tachas Hashemish. There's nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. Under the sun. Chazal say there's nothing new under the sun, but there's new things above the sun. Okay? So, now we can define it, guys. Simcha, again, now, Simcha is taking on another definition, right? Like I said at the beginning, Simcha is a generic term, but Simcha means one thing when it's operating with Sasan. It means another thing when it's operating with Tuvle Vav. It means another thing when it's operating with Gila. Good? So, so the Gon says, this is back to the one the Gon. So the Gon defines and says, I'll be this possible. It's beautiful that that gila is the joy in something old. And sasim is the joy in something new. Okay? Not the beginning of the journey like we said before, but in the, in the new thing. Right? I get a new contraption. That's not the joy of a new journey, right? Learning the sechta is simple against sasim. Right? I get a new contraption. I got an, I got an iPhone 4, 15. That's a joy and say, whoa, how, how's the camera work? Where does this work? How's that go? Right? I got, I got a new, a new understanding of something. That's, I have a new thing, right? People love no, new things. Okay? So that's Kishmach. Yismichu shemaim. So therefore, Simcha, Shemayim has Chadashis, right? Above, right? Higher levels of reality, things, new things are happening all the time. New Torahs are being given, right? But in the, the, in the earth, it is only Gila. Yismichu shemaim v'sagilar. Does everybody get it? Okay. Let me just share this last thing. This is my Chiddush. Hashem Molach Togil Haaretz. Yismuchu Yim Rabim. Right? 
So this is interesting. This is, by the way, also in, in Kabbalah Shabbos. It says, God will be king, Sagel Haaretz, the world will have Gila, Yismechu Yimrabim, but the far out islands will have Simcha. Yeah? So the the main, when, relating to the whole theme of Rosh Hashanah Kippur, when God reveals himself, yeah, there's going to be Gila in the land, and there's going to be Simcha in the Fire Islands. Why? So I was thinking like this, it's Gishmak. Because, you know, Baruch Hashem, in the world, you know, most of the inhabited world today, because of monotheism, including Christianity and Islam, which is a, definitely a step in the right direction, like the Ram says in Hashemathos, right? There is some knowledge that God is the king. When you say to many Goyim, God is the king, they know what you're talking about. They don't think you're talking about Ronaldo or Messi. You know, they know, oh, you mean, you mean the real one, not, not, you know, a few Mishugayim in Argentina. I don't know what they're thinking, but, you know, Maradona, but, but most people know that the God is the king. But in the far islands, the Aborigines, this can be like a totally shocking concept, right? Like, it was, like, Whoa! So it's Sagel Aretz, right? Hashem Moloch Sagel Aretz. By by the Malucha, there's going to be Gila because it's going to be of something that was old a little bit, right? But in the far islands, that's Simcha. Okay, so you see, you see two ways. That's my pshat. I'll be the grow. So both sides. Let's focus on this important concept for a second. See, when we say it like that, what do you want? I want Simcha. Yeah, I want Simcha. I want I want the joy of new things all the time. But you know what? One of the most important things, this is me talking now, one of the most important things in the world is to appreciate Gila also, right? To find joy in old things, yeah? To find joy in old things. You get newly married, it's all simple, right? But hopefully this kind of person you be married to 50, 60 years, no? Everybody should be in good health. Uh, what do you mean? You, guys, you think the joy you feel with your wife all the time is the same with your, with your husband? No. But it's Gila, it, it gets deeper in a certain way. So there's, it's a language, not, it's not put down, it's in the land. You're right. But... This is a, I mean, girls, I know girls named Gila, right? Anybody know, anybody know any Gilas? Right? So you go Gila, right? What they were put down, yeah, I know Simchas also. What they put, the daughter they don't like they call Gila, you know? No, the daughter they like they call Simcha. No, these are two beautiful languages. Now, when you see an old friend, this is my, my Rebbe of Life asked his father one time, his father had like hundreds of classical music tapes. You remember what tapes are? So he had hundreds of tapes. He said it, but if he had hundreds of tapes, would he play the same ones one time? So he asked him, young Ruben asked his father, you know, uh, father, why do you play the same tapes? You know, you have so many tapes. Who are you happy to see, an old friend or a new friend? Right? The Gila, and this is so important, Bosa. Like, to me, from the things we spoke about, just taking it down on a practical level, the most important languages for us to get used to are Sasson, in a certain way, and Gila. On a, and it's all, it's all, like, it, it all, it's all good things to think about. Because, because, because today, especially with technology, sorry to get back to that theme, you know, but yeah, yeah, I got to talk about it a little bit. But it's ripping that away from ourselves. Don't be happy with your old phone. You know what I'm saying? What? Like, I remember the, do you remember the joy of the first time you had a smartphone? Like, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? What can you do with it? It's amazing, right? Let's not say you misuse it, right? It's amazing. Oh, but now, it's so slow. You know, it only has four cameras. You know what I mean? It's like, that. you know, no promotion. Like, what? You know? That is a very, that's a very negative feeling inside of you because, it, guys, you have to realize, you know how grassroots philosophy works? You put ideas in and then they sprout. Not everything comes from like a great, you know, Einstein changing the world in one year, in 1905. A lot of changes happen sequence. So when, when you train yourself like that, you don't like your friends also. You know, celebs are like that today. You know, you see, you know, they're up and down all the time. You know, that's what my daughter tells me. You know, they go, oh, he's the hottest new thing in Jewish music. Check him out in the Methodist. No, no one's ever heard of him anymore. What happened? Well, he had his one song. Now, it's, 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 it, we're recycling. 
you know, but it doesn't work in real life. You don't recycle a wife. You don't recycle a husband. You know, you don't recycle the Torah. You don't recycle your friends. You know what I mean? Okay, so it's, you, but everybody here, why I'm talking about this, why it's so important today, it's important in general to know that, that like, Simcha's great. We all like the joy of Chiddush. I love Chiddushim, Rebosa. I love Chiddushim. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love to chid- uh, like This morning I was mechad or something. I got a big sim. Of course, chiddush Torah, simchas Torah. Of course, that's a very big thing. But we have to stay connected to gila. You know, I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to be. I can learn the same masechta. I can learn the same idea. The chazanish one time, chazanish, the great chazanish. You know, the whole person, the whole shaft was in front of him. One time he was learning a mishnah again. In, I think it was in Reb Zalman Tzeratzkin's house in in Europe, and he was learning one mishnah, sheish milas, one mishnah about a mikvah again and again and again and again and again. Finally, one of Reb Zalman Tzeratzkin said, "Said shy, shy." Get right there, you know. <laughs> Go right there. No, you know, I can learn one Mishnah. And I don't have to, one Mishnah is so geschmack. One, one Daftan. You want to see the Shas, but you get it? And it, 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 guys, it penetrates all over. It's, someone just asked me, you know, a, a, a good Chavar, a good Talmud. Someone's been a Talmud of mine for five, six years. He said, you know, I mean, here's my learning plan, but I'm not going to finish Shas in this plan. Who says you have to finish Shas? You know what I'm saying? You're learning good. You're learning in a good way. Chaim Kanisi has to finish Shas. Rabbi Schneider has to finish Shas. He probably did. I don't know what he finished. Probably has to finish. Right? But you have to judge yourself. Who says if you're learning something well and you're sitting on it, you're getting gil in it, who's, oh no, no, I have to learn Dafyomi. You have to send a sheer full sleep and not know what you're doing. I'm just kidding, plenty, plenty of people learn Dafyomi in the beauty, most beautiful way possible. But a lot of people, it's like they get this he- idea in this head, in their head, and they're just simcha, simcha, I have a new idea, a new idea. Chazer, review, enjoy, assimilate, bring into yourself. You know what I mean? Don't, uh, you got it? That's, that's, that, that's fine, Zagila. This is always a place for simcha, for sure. But it's a big balance, especially in learning. It's a very, very big balance. And it's a lot, those things, Things that have a lot of chiddush are very glamorous, often. You know what I mean? The simple is glamorous. Glamorous women, glamorous ideas, glamorous places, glamorous things to do. But a lot of the real joy of life, of, of more life, is the joy of gila, is the joy of, of sitting on something and enjoying it, seeing, getting it a deeper way, understanding another human being, understanding a friend in a better way, you know, and knowing something, or even even a food, you know what I'm saying? But the, you know, I, I'm gonna, it, even the way we eat a lot of times, it's like simchadik, but it's not gila dick, you know what I'm saying? Like you wolf down this, you wolf down that, you wolf down that, you know, where's the wolf, you know? Take the food, enjoy it, taste it, what are you looking for in there, huh? Yeah, that was that wasn't my I was I was that wasn't the crescendo this year. Eat your food slowly. I didn't mean to say that, but okay, Moshe Sabar Hashem. So we discussed we discussed. Uh, I hope we opened up a little bit uh, the simcha the sugya of simcha. We learned a little bit what simcha and sasan is. We learned what simcha tuvlevav is. We learned what simcha and gila is. So we have good definitions for all these all these six things. And uh, and there's a lot more, and just it, it's it's the beginning of a, of a world for us. There's a whole world in Torah based on these things. In the world, there's there's Ditsa, there's Gila, there's Flow. There's a lot of other things to discuss. A lot of hopefully things that I hope I'll get to, and uh, one day and learn them more. But but the icker part is that we find it in ourselves, right? Saying so Judaism is a great experience. And it's it's for us, and it's for us to enjoy. We're going to Hashem, like we spoke on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem loves us, and Hashem gave us a, a world full of many, many great pleasures, real pleasures. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get stuck in the hedonistic low pleasures, then we get stuck in the good pleasures, including eating the right way, like like a Victor Miller would always say. You know, a lot of these things you can find the, the you can find Hashem's love in, in your apple. I don't mean because you see the shame of Hashem, and I mean because you know. Wow, Hashem loved me. You gotta give me an apple. It could be a Shabbos eating and all that. It's not just, it's not just like, uh, the very Torah things like this. If you think, we, we spoke about a lot about relationships, about accomplishment. And we show Bizocha this, uh, this, uh, we show Bizocha on, on Sukkot to feel true joy. It's Mansum Chaseno. Amen. Can you read some?